0: You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event
1: i heard me, but boy how it burns me whenever she touched me, And you know, I
2: feel so lucky,
1: Well hey there, Chef Frischischi. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the Chicken Biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus and delicious zucchini and creamy mac and cheese. You like tacos? They out them and for the specials very deep But <laughs> <What? laughs> this is dog's part. <laughs> To offer.
3: Run! Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets. Kittens, unicorns, porn, maybe. Oh well, stage shine makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from six to eight p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at
1: podcasts.pcrcollective.org.
3: So come live or listen later, or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio oh FM Mutiny I just fucked that up. Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! yeah you got it. I got it! You that tragedy.
4: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be
1: when it came
2: Welcome to this week's edition of Regarding Sex. I shouldn't say week because we come to you live on the first and third of the month. And we welcome you. Obviously, it's the first Wednesday of the month. You're live with, uh, at Regarding Sex from MutinyRadio.fm. This is your host, Will to Fly. Uh, my co-host, Spicy Spice, is on. On the east coast for the month so you'll be hearing from me uh solo today although we've got a very interesting uh guest this this afternoon and you'll uh, be hearing from lulu love and myself when we uh, reconvene and the third wednesday of the month so stay tuned to that we've got some great shows a little different uh more detail oriented than uh, some of the ones we did in april but uh, those were also the starting show so there you go In any case, uh, we are going to have a guest in half an hour, and um, I do apologize for the late cut in. Uh, It's a commuting country here in California because we're coming live to you from San Francisco, California, and uh, I got bumped on the bridge on the way in, and nobody stopped, and so now I'm going to have to fix my car because, of course, I pay for insurance so they never can use it, right, don't we all? Well, we should have a, a show on that. Uh, at some point. Anyway, if you'd like to call in live, you know you can, 415-550-0511, or you can call contact either one of us, uh, any one of the three hosts, Lulu loves at spicy spice at regardingsex.com, or myself, Will To Fly, that's W I L T O F L Y at regarding sex or you can look us up on uh, Facebook at regarding sex we will be checking those throughout the show so if you do have a question for our guests or a comment please do give them to us Uh, we will be uh, I can even forward them if, uh, if you would like to leave us a name and number then we'll use that on the air whatever name and number you do use um, so do give us a, a call. And if you'd like to hear a show or you have some uh, a story you'd like to, to read on the show, we do have a storytelling hour, and we do have an opening this afternoon. So if you have a really great erotic piece of uh, fiction or nonfiction and you'd like to read it live, then uh, please do contact us. And uh, even if we can't get you on, we will have space for you in uh, some of the upcoming shows. In fact, uh, I believe that uh, one of the shows coming up...
0: It's 8.08, yay, it's Friday night. You guys are all here at Mutiny Radio for Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Tonight's Stranger Things. (laughs) I'm just trying to clue in on the Stranger Things, you know, because I was like, it's called My Strange X. But then I watched Stranger Things, and now I'm like, oh, I should have jumped on board and called it Stranger Things and tagged that, and said, My Stranger Things, X relationships, because I've dated people in the Upside Down. (laughs) No, almost. (laughs) I like to date alcoholics. I used to be married, so that was one of my ex-relationships, but I'm not even going to talk about that, because he was a normal fucking guy. Like, my ex-husband was so normal, that's why I divorced him. I mean, he was like, I'm a veterinarian and I make money, and let's have a Lexus why don't I buy you a Louis Vuitton backpack for your birthday? <laughs> like, he was really normal. I was the strange one. I, I took the backpack back for cash and got two ounces of weed and a case of all, because that's how I roll. It was cheap weed. It was Mecky Schwag. That's how I did that. It was only $800 backpack six hundred dollars on wine two hundred dollars on shitty weed that's what that's what makes my soul work uh, my strange acts I would have to say that my strangest whew, wow I see now that's the thing is I I most of my relationships haven't even been real uh, because they've mostly been in my head because I developed them. Like I put, see, you know, there was a show where they're like, don't put the pussy on the pedestal. And I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Cause I thought I've been sticking men on pedestals for years and m- making up who I think they are. It all started with Jesus. I would think that he'd be my strangest ex relationship. I dated him for like 18 years, hardcore, deep, deep, deep love for Jesus Christ. Oh, one one of my favorite and worst boyfriends. Uh, Jesus is really weird, right? Because he's he's invisible and he's your invisible friend that they want you to talk to. They're like, talk to Jesus all the time. You should be, oh, you had a bad day? Well, you should really sit down and you should talk to Jesus, you know? Um, but then when I want to have a three-foot uh, invisible cat as a best friend, suddenly I'm crazy. Send her to the psychiatrist. What's going on with this crazy bitch? She's talking to cats in the middle of the day. What's going on? Why isn't she talking to Jesus more? Well, I was talking to Jesus, and he's the one that told me to get the three-foot cat so I can have something to pet, because he can't be there for me all the time. He has lots of little children in the world to pay attention to. I'm not the only one, right? (laughs) Jesus made me feel so special. Uh, He touched me in all the right places. I mean, deep, deep in my heart, Okay, Deep, deep in my heart. Uh, second grade, accepted him as my Lord and Savior, my ultimate boyfriend. Here's the weird thing. Uh, people who are nuns actually get married to Christ. When I was in first grade, I this was one of the first memories I have of San Francisco. Uh, my grandmother was super, super Catholic, and she had a sister who died who had been a nun. And they were having uh, a wake, a thing where you look at the body in a thing in a church, and there's people, and it's weird. And I was very little. And I remember very little except for the dead person in the weird outfit in the casket and not wanting to kiss her and they made me kiss her on the cheek. But when we were eating delicious uh, cookies that were in spiral shapes, like the kind that come out of those things that you push out, you know, like Swedish cookies, and there's a lot of butter, and there's spiral, no, cookies, anyways. So I remember the cookies, and I remember a lady coming up to me in a weird outfit, it was a nun outfit, and she swooped her face down to me and she said, are you going to be a good little nun when you grow up? And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to marry Jesus, I don't want to marry Jesus, he's a weird weird husband. He makes you kiss dead people and eat his body, like, every week? That's so weird. I'm too young to understand the metaphor about eating bodies. Either way, like, the big metaphor of, like, the body of Christ or, like, eating his body, because I was sucking Christ's dick all the time. Am I right? (laughs) Trying to be the best little girl I can be. My strange ex-relationship. I really, really loved Jesus. Uh, no, seriously. Uh, This is, I can get really, this isn't necessarily funny, but I can get really deep. Uh, People do this every once in a while. When I was 17 years old, I was like really disillusioned with life because I believed in Jesus so much. And my parents told me that I was so great, except the outside world hated me and told me I was evil and ugly and fat. I was the same size as I am now. I was just weird. Anyways. It was Danville, he knows, he knows where I come from. So anyways, oh, you know, I took like a bunch of drugs and tried to kill myself, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, that's the weird part. But then I get, the next day, they've pumped my stomach, I've thrown up all this charcoal, they're sitting me in a room with a psychiatrist and my parents, and they say, why? Why did you do it? And I was totally honest. I looked at him, and I was like, this world's too hard. I just want to be with Jesus. Like the entire time, I was like, heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face, because heaven is a wonderful place. I want to go there. This goes in a round, because heaven is a wonderful place filled with. But you can sing it in a round, so you can sing the low part and the high part together. It's great. You can do that in your head over and over when you take 80 aspirin on a Friday night listening to the football game. Oh! I know, poor little rich girl. Oh, nobody loves me, not even Jesus. They love me too much. Meow. So anyways, I'm sitting in a room with psychiatrists. And they say, why did you try to kill yourself? And I say, because I want to be with Jesus. And they let me go. They let me go home that night. I was numb for the next two days with the drugs that were in my system. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to talk to any counselors. I didn't have to do fuck all. I was in school on Monday. Like, they didn't, they were like, oh, she wants to be with Jesus. She's fine. Everything's okay. I know, I divorced, I, I divorced Jesus first, you know what I'm saying? That's, I, I, took, I took a bunch of acid, and I saw God, and I was like, I don't need to date Jesus. <laughs> what's, what's this about? Dude, he and I are cool. We're fine. Anyway. My strange ex-relationship. Uh, I also, uh, there was another guy I put on a pedestal for a long time. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it's a, ter- it's a terrible thing. I was a, you know, it's like a self-flagellation thing. I actually think I went through like a nun thing. It was more like that. Remember that movie where the guy beats himself? It was a book by Dan Brown or something, and he beats himself. And he's like, oh, it feels so good. It feels so bad. I love God. Blah. Remember? He was like that. But I was like, oh, I have to be in all these terrible relationships because I'm not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, So... Th- I, I remember a selective hearing, and it's a true thing. This guy uh, who I was like, I'm so in love with you because I think that sex has meaning, and it means that you love me. This is all. I'm a, I've am been a confused person. I only <laughs> I got married, and I didn't understand that sex doesn't equate love. So then all of a sudden, I'm not married. I'm in my 30s, and I'm in San Francisco. Oh, boy. What does that do to your psyche? Anyway, so put him on a pedestal. Because he said to me once, he said, I love you, but this just isn't going to work out. But I didn't hear that this just is not work out. Part. All I ever heard was, I love you. And I was like, ah, I said it. <laughs> I think I'm the strange one in my ex-relationships. <laughs> I think this is the thing that we're coming down to. All right, this is Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It happens every Friday night from 8 to 10. Did everyone get their weed treats? Did you eat them yet? They're really good this week. Save them for later. There's like 30 milligrams in those. Be careful. I wish <laughs> they are. They're really good. Uh, we sing a song. If you know how it goes, sing along with us. If you don't know, you'll figure out how it goes. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. CLUBHOUSE. Comedy. CLUBHOUSE. Together, we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> <coughs> that, that gorilla glue is insane. M-U-T INY Comedy Clubhouse. You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! Well, I don't think that I could have gotten any more intimately accidentally on our first set opening this show. But we're gonna see what happens. We're talking about relationships tonight, so it's gonna be a fun time and I am excited. Uh, Your first comedian is a young man. I didn't realize how young he was until he said today on the internet that he was in a seven-year relationship, and he's 23 years old. That's some weird fucking math, you guys. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Put your hands together and clap them wildly for Austin Blaylock!
5: What's up, guys? Yeah. Seven-year relationship. Yeah, and I am 23. So any way you slice that, it's fucked up. <laughs> they, that was basically they let a bunch of kids play house for a long-ass time and just didn't tell me to stop. <laughs> that was it. There's no difference, man. But, yeah, my name's Austin Blaylock. I'm 23, as said before. I'm um, currently divorcing the Lord. <laughs> um, no, we're done. Um, but, yeah, I was in a relationship for seven years. All that means is that I have the brain of a 56-year-old divorced man and the body of a 23-year-old who clearly enjoys pasta, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's not working out super well for me, the whole dating thing. I have... Um, I have a lot of stories from that, though. We can get mad intimate with that, though. Uh, She was weird, you know? Um, And after a certain point in a relationship, you kind of just go, oh, this must be normal. Um, For me, I fall in love like a regular person would. So, like, after two minutes, I'm pretty much there. Um, And so, for this specific one, um, after about two minutes at 15, um, you know, I was pretty much there. Living it. It wasn't the first girl I'd been with either because I was, I peaked really early and at 13, um, had sex. Um, I know, and it wasn't even my idea. Or, or with a 13, that's not, that, I mean, that is true. So I've got like a decade under my belt and it wasn't even at church camp with like a counselor. It was just for real. Um, because we were in love. And then I met the girl that I dated for seven years and we were in love. <laughs> um, the the first we okay the first hurdle we had to jump over though um she was a little bit taller than me um and if you guys don't know which i'm sure you do cuz you're all um older than me probably not by much but enough <laughs> um, every uh, every woman in the world's favorite thing seems to be spooning because it's every person's favorite thing in the world, and I just have experience with women, woman. (laughs) Um, So, and spooning when you're shorter than the other person doesn't work out super great, you know? Um, Because like at best, I'm like holding onto them like I'm like a weird backpack, you know? Like I look like Yoda when he's hanging onto the back of Luke Skywalker and he's doing all the flips through Dagobah, you know? Um, it is exa- That is exactly what it looks like because I have about the amount of body hair I imagine Yoda had underneath that too. Um, It looks like that, though. Um, So if there's ever a home invasion or something, and I'm with a girl who's taller than me, and she dips out of there, I'm going with her, and she doesn't even know. Uh, It's great. Like, I'm her rescue pack. It's awesome. (laughs) That's the only way I can slice that to make myself feel better about it. So tall, tall men need to just stop dating short women. Please. I don't know if that's cool for women or whatever, I've heard the whole, like, six-foot, four-inches myth, so I don't know. Um, But they just need to stop doing that because I can't be dating women that are, like, WNBA players um, because I look like I'm hanging out with my mommy at that point. Um, It's not very fucking cool. Um, She also had a weird deal where it was just, like, impossibly hard to wake her up all the time. And her work schedule was that of, like, she had to wake up at, like, 4 a.m., to get ready to go to work at like 5 a.m. or some garbage like that, Uh, which meant I had to wake up at 4 a.m. and then spend 30 minutes waking her up (laughs) so she could be up at 4.30 a.m. And every time I would wake her up, I would get down and I would say her name. Um, I'll change it for this. Or I just won't say it. I'll say woman or something. Um, Like, she fucking cares. Um, and And I would just say her name over and over like a sane person to try to wake someone up. And every single time, she would raucously stand up and then march to the other side of the room and stand there. Like, have you seen The Ring? Like it's ju- it literally was like just like that with all of her hair draped over her, and she would just stand there and like stare at me through her eyebrows like a Full Metal Jacket kind of deal. Um, and the first time um, that that happened, I walked over to her and I was like, "Is everything okay? <laughs> like, are you just gonna get up?" And she uh, hit me right in the face like as hard as she could. Um, and I that was the first time I'd ever been punched in my life. Um, And I found out also I don't handle getting punched super well um, because I just kind of collapsed like like one of those wooden puppets, um, you know, Um, and then you know what she uh, just showered and didn't remember it. So worked out real well for her. um, And I remembered it forever which is why we kind of stopped doing that, (laughs) you know? Um, I do live, like, vicariously through another one of my friends, though, Um, just because I don't have any dating experience, like, at all now. Um, And she does. She's, like, a veteran dater, which is what I call her, because I am a feminist, um, so I can't just be like, she's a slut, (laughs) Um, you know? Um, That's, like, rule number one for us. Um, So she dates a lot of people which is great for her. Very happy. That was a really cool move. You earned the army jacket with that. Um, She, uh, you should probably just take mine at that point, you know? Um, She, what well my friend, well, she just hooks up with people constantly, and it's really cool, I'm happy for her, whatever. Um, she was telling me the other day, she hooked up with this girl in her car, um, and she was like, dude, this girl left her underwear in my car. That's a power move, right? And she held them up and showed them to me. <laughs> Number one, these underwear were like crazy well used, like, and not impressive. <laughs> like, this girl. Yeah, she did not expect to be having sex that night, for sure. She, at best, was like, I'll get a drink while my laundry's in there and it'll be fine. Um, so she showed it to me already. not the best thing. Um, number two, um, I had never heard power move in reference to dating in my life. Like, I'd heard it in chess, for sure, um, but definitely not in dating. So I just said, like, I don't think that's a power move, man. I kind of just feel like that's poor inventory management skills. <laughs> You know, like I've never left my underwear somewhere and been like, oh, that'll really get them, you know, like that. Like, I'm going to impress this girl so much. I'll lay them out because, you know, all that's going to happen is she's going to look at them and go, those looked way smaller when they were on you. <laughs> what have I done? You know? Um, yeah. How fun. Right. Um, she also uh, hooked up with a girl from England recently. And I don't know if you guys know this, um, but there's a, such a thing in the world as slang. Um, and slang is slang for shortened language. It's really cool. I love that they use it for that. Um, unlike abbreviation, it doesn't make any sense that the word is like that long. Um, that's like a dad joke, and it normally gets way more. Because <laughs> if you didn't know, I am like a dad. Like That is a thing. Um, at seven years, it's a miracle I don't have a child. Um, I could have a 10-year-old if the first time went poorly. Um, But it didn't. (laughs) Um, So she hooked up with this girl from England, and that terrifies me. I don't think I could ever hook up with someone from a different uh, country. Not because I'm xenophobic, because I'm not. Um, I say confidently. Um, But uh, just because of the different slang there. In England, for example, fanny is a lighthearted term for pussy. Did you not know that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it means, man. Um and here it means but. <laughs> Those two words are not interchangeable. <laughs> like especially when you're dating. like if my cat sits on me, I go like, "Oh, you got a cute little fanny." Cuz surprise I have a cat. Um but and I could have gone for a pussy joke there and I didn't because I'm like <sighs> Morals are high. Jesus is with me. Uh, sorry, Pam. It must be awkward for you. Um, but, yeah. So it, so if she made any reference to her fanny, if by some year ago I was hooking up with her, I would assume she meant butt. And that's like the fifth base. So if you're healthily hooking up with someone and uh, you go for the fifth base, you're like outplaying yourself pretty quickly. Like I was in a relationship for seven. You have to adopt a dog first before you get anywhere near that. I was in a relationship for seven years. I never came close to the fifth base, man. And we had a dog. <laughs> like uh, So it's, it's, that is something that weighs on me every single day of my life. Uh, but I'll leave you guys with one, uh, one story about my girlfriend that really, ex-girlfriend, whoa, <laughs> um, that really drives me, uh, to do comedy. <laughs> um, she, uh, <laughs> she would do this weird thing kind of a lot where she would hang out with another dude one-on-one, um, for, like, a whole day. And, like I said, I'm a feminist, so, like, that's fine. Um, but in this example, we'll go hypothetical. We'll say it was, uh, like, her ex-boyfriend. You know, um, and they would hang out and do something you would do with any of your ex-boyfriends or any of your friends, um, like go to Napa and go wine tasting for the day. <laughs> um, I know. I uh, I can't tell you how many times I've just taken the bros up to Napa to just wine taste and really find ourselves. You know, <laughs> um, but the weird part of that is she would consistently come home from that and still have sex with me. Uh, so, I know. Shocking. Uh, I was surprised, too. Uh, because Napa Guy definitely earned it. <laughs> like, that's not easy. He put a lot of work into that. Like, if it's a wine metaphor, we'll go ahead and say he, like, stomped the grapes and then aged them in, like, a beautiful oak barrel, you know, for, like, years. Uh, just to get the right flavor, um, and then I drank it, like, sloppily at the end of the day. <laughs> so, that's been my time, guys. I'm Austin Blaylock. Thank you so much.
0: Austin Blaylock! A young, guy. he's aged past his years. <laughs> he's like a 96 Claude of all. <laughs> Wait, wait. What year was he born? <laughs> Sorry. No, that was. I could have done a 91. This is a 91 Glodeval. I'm not good at math. Yeah, 90 93, 93. I graduated from high school. This makes me feel like I could be your mother. I. Don't I work in Danville. Oh no, God! Oh my God! You could, where do you work in Danville? Uh, pet Express. Pe- there's a Pepper Express. Is there still a Yogurt Park? Yes. The, I worked at it's Yogurt it's Park, yeah, closed. Right. it closed. you, right? Is the Burger King still there? Oh. Yes. Is it really? On that same corner, right? Yes. Crazy. At yeah. the library. I used to spend a lot of time at the library. Anyway, Danville, I never go back because BART can't get there. Cause, well, that's the thing. In the, in the late 70s, um, all the rich people in Danville told the poor people to fuck off. And they wouldn't put the BART through the 680 corridor because they have too much money. And they don't want the riffraff from the city polluting their yogurt parks. Am I right? Man, if there was, no, I wouldn't. I, even if the BART went there, I probably wouldn't go back. All right. Uh, Talking. Next week is my ex location. I got a lot to say about Danville, Uh, but this week we're moving on to our next comedian, who's an incredibly uh, funny lady, and she runs a bunch of shows. She's run this really cool karaoke show, and then I was in a show of yours at the bookstore. And I know you do all kinds of amazing things, and I see your name everywhere. Put your hands together, everybody. Krista Vodka.
3: Alright, hi. Uh, Roman Leo, the comedian, reminded me how grateful I am to be here, so thank you. Thank you. Um, great reminder. Um, oh, man, I have so much to say to Connor. I, I, it's Connor. Austin? Austin. Sorry, I went with your last name. That's your last name, right? Connor? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Off to a great start. (laughs) Crushing, yes. Uh, Really connecting over here with Austin, Connor, whatever. Uh, I just wanted to point out that your ex-girlfriend going to Napa, sorry, your girlfriend going to Napa with her ex, you met her when you were 15. Like, she probably wasn't a slut like you when she was 14. (laughs) Just because you were... Feminist slutting it up at 13 doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Like they probably, it's probably just wine. All right. Um, my weird ex is also super normal, but made some weird choices. Um, so won the favorite ex spot, which is why, let me just remind you, Weird, is that it? Weird, strange, strange, Strange. odd, out of the ordinary, not the usual occurrence, odd, (laughs) different, cuckoo, poo poo, whatever. (laughs) It's just a way of saying not average, right? So this guy was different. Um, Let me spin you a yarn. i was living in argentina i'm fine fucking foreigners by the way uh and uh he was french i was living in a very eclectic household uh i would oftentimes i was down there studying circus because again i'm like the ex weird one you know i was the weird one in this relationship but on my off time I was drinking wine and playing a card game called Yanni, and smoking cigarettes, uh, or as I like to call it, practicing for being an old woman. Which is something I—that's how I spend my free time. I just want to be a grandma, without having to have any kids. You know, that's life goals for me. Um, so we're playing Yanni as we do. And really, I don't know how this set is going to go. I've told this story once. I would, if I was generous to you guys, just stop and teach you how to play Yanni. It's such a fun game. (laughs) Highly recommend it. Uh, But I'm going to tell my story, because that's what we agreed to do. Um, So this guy comes over. I have one French roommate. I feel like her story's better out there. There's a lot of cheering going on in the street. Um, So... We're playing Yanni, my French roommate comes home, and um, he brings another French schoolboy with him and we're all playing Yanni. I mean, I say schoolboy, like we're all of age. This was probably like (laughs) 2012, I think I was like 27, 28. And uh, he looks older than me. So we're playing this game, I'm teaching him how to play and I'm like making these jokes like, he's a virgin. Like, <laughs> it's first time playing this card game. And then second round, I'm like, well, you know, you gotta step up your game, you're not a virgin anymore. And he's like, only in terms of this card game. Aww. And I was like, it kinda went over my head cause he looked old. And, um, and also it just didn't make sense that he was like a man upright on earth and that he would be a virgin. So I was kind of like, oh, maybe it's like language barrier, or I don't understand what's going on. And so we play the game. He comes back uh, that following week. We have a party, tons of people. We're playing Yanni again. There's some stakes. Whoever wins, ah, uh, sorry, if he if he wins, we're gonna go on a date. So it's like very flirty, fun. Doesn't feel like I'm flirting with a virgin. Um, <laughs> You know, and um, eventually, like, there's all these people on the roof, and eventually, like, the people clear out, and and it's just me and him, and it's, like, really clear what's going to happen. There's a vibe going. You catch my meaning. And so, uh, like the two adults that we are, we eventually have this very grown-up conversation, and... uh, You've probably slept with, like, two people, Austin, your first girlfriend at 13 and your second girlfriend of seven years. So, like, you should know this is for you. Again, we're going to connect in a lot. Uh, There's an important conversation a man and a woman should have before they make love, and it has to do with STDs. I don't know the translation in French. What is it? (laughs) I'm sure that was funnier than whatever you were gonna say. Um, I was just looking for like a three-letter answer, but anyway, I like just in leading up to that, I was like, "When was the last time you did it?" And he was like, "What do you mean by it?" I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> uh, you know, like w- when was the last time you had sex? He's like, "Oh well, I mean, I guess uh, I've been intimate with women, but I've never actually had sex." And I was like, "Oh my god." because i was 27 and i don't know if you ever made it to that age and i mean if you're not with the person that you lost your virginity to like they if you're if they didn't also lose their virginity when you lost your virginity as a woman you get to this point where like your virginity is gone someone took it it's not coming back and the only way to like even that scale is to take someone else's virginity. And at 26, 27, 28, if that hasn't happened for you, that's a creepy goal. You know, like (laughs) it starts to get weird. Like you start to just see that window close and you're like, you have to be cool with that window closing. But there I am in Argentina on this roof and this door, this window that was almost closed, it starts to open back up. (laughs) And uh yeah, stayed open for like two minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First time not great. Not great. But uh at least it was over quickly, you know? Um we did we did it. Um and then we did it again and again and again. You guys, this was like up until that point in my life this was one of the best physical connections i had ever had with i'm not just saying that for the story like we had awesome sex to the point where i was confused i was like how do you figure you're so good at sex and he was like i don't know i guess i just had a lot of time to think about it (laughs) like wow great answer or watched a lot of porn. I don't know, but it was amazing to the point where it was like noisy, and we would just like move the mattress onto the floor and like only leave for like showers and like weird cans of food from the Argentinian grocery store. <laughs> or, like he showed up for the first date in like a suit with flowers, and I like memorized French poetry. Like it was very cute and very virginal. And uh, eventually, I left Argentina. And I put that little relationship in its place. And he would write me, because he was a virgin. And I took that special flower from him. And uh, (laughs) he was just like, should we do everything we can to be together? And I was like, ew, no. You know, like, it's, (laughs) it's good. It's like a finished book, you know? And, um, and so then fast forward and like a year or more goes by and, um, I had moved back to the States and then I had moved to Palestine, different story. Yeah. Um, that's part of another set, but I had to leave every three months to get my passport stamped. And at some point he had moved back to Paris and he was like, when you get that passport stamped, you should just hop on a flight over here. And I was like, "Whoa, that's actually like a pretty good idea, you know? And this book that just seemed totally closed and on the shelf was opened back up. And so uh, let me fast forward through this because I'm probably like, yeah. All right. I got a minute and I got a, okay. Well, I go over there and um, like his idea, you know, he was like, come over, hang out. Some months go by because we were like, it'd be better to come to Paris in the springtime, duh. So we wait a little bit, and some months go by, and I come over there. He picks me up at the airport with his, like, pink shirt and his handmade Argentinian shoes, and he's, like, (laughs) paying my way, and he's got chocolates that he made with his little hands, like, made them for me, and, like, gluten-free foods, and, like, yeah, really, like, I was like, okay, you know, because you don't know what to expect. You're in a weird foreign land, and this guy invites you, I'm like, I don't know, I'm up for whatever, like, it's a weird place. We're going to have a weird time. We haven't seen each other in a long time, but, like, he's probably in love with me, so (laughs) that's kind of what I was expecting, and um, we sleep next to each other, tiny apartment. I knew that was going to happen because the bed unfolded to only slightly smaller than the apartment itself. So, but the fact that we didn't brush elbows the whole night was weird. I was like, okay, fine. Second night, it seems awkward this time. I'm like, do you want to like spoon or something? And I'm just thinking he's young, he's nervous. I'm devastatingly beautiful. You know, like I, I get it. Uh, And he's like, spoon? I was like, yeah, do you know what that means? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, will ya? (laughs) Like, he wasn't going for it. And so we awkwardly spoon and um, you know, I don't really like spooning. I was kind of like doing it more to just for him. I like wanted to connect and uh, so that was weird. And then the next night we, we meet up with my old roommate from Argentina, we all go out dancing, we're drinking. It's a weird, douchey nightclub in Paris. Uh, and he's kind of, like, ignoring me, and I'm, like, talking to my old roommate, Nico, outside. I'm like, what's up, you know? And I, I finally, I go back in, and I see him and this, like, very boring-looking girl grinding in, like, the most upsetting way. Do you know what poop face is? <laughs> like, Like when you see a singer, like when they get a bad shot of Beyonce at the Super Bowl and she's like, they were kind of like poop facing together. It was like maybe they're having an erotic moment or maybe it's like a brother telling a sister that the cat got run over and like describing it. It's like very hard to, they look, it's like sexual but sexless at the same time. It's gross but compelling. I'm like, I feel like I'm being cheated on and yet it's not cute or hot at all it's like it's fascinating but definitely <laughs> disappointing you know and so finally I run back outside I'm like Nico like what's up does Timothy have like a little girlfriend I'm just like blindsided by this It's like information that would have been cool to know like before we came into this club to like observe them weirdly grinding on each other and uh, he's like yeah, but you know, like he'll always have a special place in his heart for, me, for you. Yeah. I was like, again, information that would have been cool hearing from him, you know? And so finally they come out and we're walking home and I was like, Timothy, like, you could have told me, you know, that's kind of fucked up. Like if you couldn't keep your hands off of your weird sister. Maybe you could just not bring her around for like the few days that I'm in town. And he starts crying. I'm like, wow, your virginity is showing now, you know? Uh, so I console him because he's very hurt, obviously, uh, that he put me in a weird position and, uh, by the time I get him all consoled and dry his eyes, um you know, I basically don't know how I feel yet I'm like, "Let me figure it out and uh I stay somewhere else for the rest of my time uh with my friend severine, and maybe this will be a good time to i'll wrap this up. I stayed with my really cute so sweet French contortionist friend, Severine, and um, she's also a tattoo artist, and oh, she bad. she tattooed me. This was uh, Severine nice. tattooing the golden ratio, which is a perfect, infinite mathematical symbol drawn freehand, basically, with human hands permanently that's and forever.
0: Bad. Is there a turtle walking into
3: it? There's a, uh, that's a barnacle. Oh. <laughs> Because barnacles don't get to choose where they end up, you know, so he's just kind of stuck there. But it's on wheels, so it's mobile. Anyway, that's my story. Thanks, guys. Krista
0: Vodka! That was an amazing story. I'm completely compelled, and I also love your tattoo. And wow, that poor little virgin. Uh, hey, your next comedian. I have th- this is a really awesome show because it goes boy, girl, boy, girl, and I'm actually kind of super stoked on that. So your next comedian's a boy, and I have no idea what he's going to talk about. I am so excited to hear about whatever bizarre ex relationships you've had in the past. Everybody clap wildly for Big Nez. Yeah!
6: What's up everybody? how you doing?'m
2: i gonna
6: sit there and just talk shit oh Jesus x This just too many like i'm not a I'm not a hoe like okay, everybody's a hoe, so I'm a hoe, but I'm not like a real bad hoe like I try to make unholy decisions, you know like um you know, try to find a woman and just try to be with just her. And and, and the system was you, like you were talking about like uh, who was talking about? Well, you said virginity, and then like those. Like, anyway, I, it made me think about my uh, first time I lost my virginity, and I remember I was uh, <laughs> it was tenth grade. I don't know how fucking old I was. All I remember was all I remember is that the, she came over because we had to study for our social studies like final and shit. And uh, yeah, social studies. They've never recall that anymore Pam and uh so she comes over and uh my 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 cousin lived upstairs well she you know we all live in the same fucking house, but she her room was next to mine, so I kind of like you know the the hoe was like get her. You know, get your cousin, You know, get Duana to get her upstairs. And I was like, yeah, okay, this will work. But then we're like, we're, we're studying, and then she's like, hey, Nez, do you wanna take a dive? And I was like, a dive? I was like, bitch, we don't have a fucking pool, you know what I mean? And then I was like, oh, she wants to go fuck. So we go upstairs, and I'm trying to get this condom on, and I couldn't get the condom on because I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I'm like trying to get this condom on. And then uh, she comes over to me and takes the condom and like frisbees the motherfucker across the room. And I was like, what are you doing? And then I had to run and like pick lint and socks and fucking like Tootsie Roll wrappers and shit off the rubber and shit. And then I finally put it on and I fucked her and then, well at least I thought I was. And then and then and then all of a sudden she looks at me and says, Oh, I have to go. I gotta meet my boyfriend across the street. And I was like, oh, that's a hoe. So yes, yeah, so everyone's a fucking hoe. And now she's married and has kids and she's all on Facebook being all positive and shit. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, bitch, I know you. <laughs> I know who you are. The last, no, not I don't, I'll don't, I don't, I tell you the last for the last. Uh, another woman that made me um, think about all this fucked up shit. Beautiful woman, light-skinned, huge, big-ass titties. Fucking meat balloons. And they were just beautiful. Only problem is that she had her ex-boyfriend's name tattooed. On that oh you know, on the titty. That that motherfucking left titty to get no love for me. Like I was on. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Punch the shit out that titty. Now she was beautiful, violent. Um, <laughs> I don't. Men do not hit women. It's fucking stupid. Don't hit them. Trip them, but don't fucking hit them. <laughs> so. We, we, we go to Olive Garden because, you know, I'm a fucking gentleman. Let's, I'm going to take it to Olive Garden. And then uh, we, we, we go there, and these two older women are walking in front of me. So I'm trying to be the gentleman, you know, because I am wanting to get some pussy. So I'm being a gentleman. So I trot to the door, and I open it, and the two older women walk in, and they're old as shit. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you, sonny. And I'm like, hey, you know, you're welcome, old bitch. And then all of a sudden, the girl runs over to me and grabs me by my throat. And it's like, if you ever do that, again for another bitch, I will kill you. I was like <laughs> I took her hand off my neck and i was i started crying, I was like, This bitch is terrible, but we had good sex too like she was a, like she was a, i like bigger women, so she had like rolls in her stomach and shit, and I was always like i had like a bottle of hershey syrup and it was, it's disgusting, <laughs> but it was awesome no uh god excr- i just i i, I the we should never, like, it should never get violent. Like, if there's something really wrong with you, like, tell me. Like, let me know. Like, there's things we should all be telling each other. Like, you know, like, fucking, like, okay, you know, um, you know, my mom's dead. My dad's an asshole. I don't have, really have any daddy issues. Like, tell me, like, you got fucked up shit going on with you. <laughs> tell me you got fucked up shit going on with you. Like, she should have told me that she likes hitting niggas. Like, if you tell me that you like getting, you like hitting men, then you just, then I'm not the guy for you. You know what I'm saying? But if you want me to hit you, I'm definitely not the man for you. The the last one, I think she wanted me to hit her. I'm not gonna fucking hit you. She slapped me in the face. Like I I was pulling, like like, no one's laughing because like these stories are fucked up. I didn't really want to. They're not like they're funny to me now, but at the time I was like, this this bitch is terrible, but the pussy's so good. So I know how females are when they stick with a dude. You know what I mean? Like the the pussy's good. Like why would? Okay, she slapped me. So what? Like, I'm a man. I can take it. The pussy's here. Like, I'm, yeah, are we going to fuck now? <laughs> you know, like, we just do stupid shit for, for sex. We just do. I, I, uh, like, the last one, like, I was trying to get some shit out of her hair. You know, like, you know, sister, you know, Afro, I was trying to get some shit out of her hair. And his hand just flew at me. And my reflexes was like, this bitch is about to hit you. <laughs> you should move. I was like, she's not going to hit me. Oh, wow, the bitch hit me. I tried to, I tried to like, I don't know. I almost apologized. Well, I'm sorry if I cared about you and tried to take some shit out of your hair. I got slapped for it, but it's OK. She was good. She was like, she was good. Like she went she, she take me to work. But like, want me to suck your dick in the parking lot, and I'd be like, yeah, no, you know, I want my boss coming out. Oh, my God. You getting you know, you getting your dick sucked in the, the you know, <laughs> the parking lot of your job. Yes, I am. I didn't do it though, so I'm realizing now that like, females want you to be, you know, crazy too. You got crazy, spontaneous. I don't want to be really spontaneous with this next woman. I don't even know where she's gonna come from, Pam. But, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, Pam, you talking about church. You know how many women I fucked in church? in church? Well, no, not in church, but I met them in church. <laughs> So God is good. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's where I should, go. I should go. Maybe I should go back to church, get things right with me and Big J, right? Give me some pussy, you know? I don't know. We just, we all need sex, and that's beautiful, you know? It is. We need sex. There's too many fucked up relationships, man. I, I like. I'm trying to think of another one. Like, the virgin one was fucked up. Oh, I got a, um, uh, I was fucking a girl from Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, white girl named Heather Huge Tits. I love women with big fucking boobs. And uh, she came over one night and, and we, all, we were smoking weed together and we fucked like dogs. And it was just so good. Like the people on the street walking past all, they could hear the bed hitting the wall. Like it was like, I think that like, that should have been like, that's my sports center moment. Like, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you turn on sports and oh shit, Ness was fucking yeah, like, we got Big Ness right here. See, he has her leg up and I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." That's me. So someone signed me to a fucking shoe deal, you know. <laughs> you know, and um uh I, I got her pregnant. I, I was I pulling out was just something that didn't make sense to me at the time. Yeah. My brain thought, "You should pull out." I was like, "For what?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and I was you know, and like 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 we're men, like you know, like women come, you all come, and it's just so beautiful. When women come, uh oh, 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 you know, it's so beautiful, like, oh man, I, I did something today, you know what I mean? But then, you know, I come, I look like Denzel Washington getting shot at the end of training day. I'm like oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck that, man. Fucking relationships. Yeah, I got her pregnant. We had an abortion so yeah yeah i can't I, um, you know you know that's another thing girls always ask me have you ever had a girl pregnant before and you ever have an abortion and i'm like uh, yeah yeah i did okay good come on i found a perfect website now i'm searching now been on tag.com i try to find every whole page um found a perfect website Called uh, SingleWomenWithoutKidsInOakland.com. <laughs> and there's only two women on the page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both pregnant, so. <laughs> <They'll be awesome. laughs> Fuck relationships, man. They're stupid, man. Like, the, uh, okay, one minute, good, good. They're just fucking the stupid. Like, you gotta be nice and you gotta open doors. I mean, it's good, but then, like, after a while, like, you know, this is dumb, you know, and, and women, women, ladies here, no, one, no woman in here wants to be fucked like, you know, like passionate, like, you know, like general hospital fucking, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like no one wants to be fucked like that. They want to be fucked like porn stars, you know, thumb in the ass, the whole fucking shebangy bang. Please, fuck your women well, man, fellas. And ladies, if you're, you know, guys, if you're like gay or whatever. You know, you guys already know what to do, shit. <laughs> 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 you guys do, you guys do. I got hit on by a gay guy the other day. I was like, thanks, but no thanks, pal. You scare me. Hairy motherfucker. He's like, like a bear. They call me a bear, like, I don't have hair on my face, but I guess I'm a big black guy, so what other animal would I be, you know? <laughs> I'm not in a pool, you're an orca, you know? <laughs> I'm like thanks, then I'd be like, know, yo, thank you. That was the best comment I heard all day. All right, yo, I'm Big Nez, and I'll thank you, motherfuckers. They weren't funny, but I hate these bitches, but I still want to fuck them. So, yay!
0: <laughs> Big Nez, fucking bitches, yay! And then yay! All right, no, of course, ex relationships, it's good times. Uh, yeah, the animal animal things. I had a joke, but then it fell out of my head. Uh, sorry, that happens. Uh, your next comedian, though, your last name, I just, I pff, i can't imagine what kind of, like, ridicule you went through in junior high. Like, my last name was Benjamin. That's not so bad. The worst I got was Benji. Hey, Benji. What? You know why we call you Benji? What? Because you look like a dog. <laughs> like, that was the worst, and that sent me home crying. But your last name is Hooker. <laughs> I'm so sorry. for I, I'm, I, I actually just drew it here for your high school child. Like, it's coming to my eye right now, because I'm feeling so empathetic for you at 13. Anyways, we're going to hear some great stories right now. And wonderful ex-tales about our ex-relationships from
7: Allison Hooker! <laughs> Thank you, Pam. That's true. My last name's Hooker. My first name's Allison, so it did say a hooker <laughs> <laughs> on my gym clothes when I was in junior high. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> 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 Actually, you guys, I, um, I kind of want a round of applause. I got my first unsolicited dick pic today. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I don't actually really understand like, what it is about men's obsession with the dick in the 2D. You know, I really feel like it's more of an interactive device. Um, and, but they've had this obsession ever since they were young, you know, drawing it everywhere. But what good's a dick drawn on the dust of a car? Like, no one wants to put that in their mouth. Yeah. But I do understand the dick pic, you know, because the camera adds 10 pounds. Uh, I know this, because I've tried to take some pictures of my own. Camera still has 10 pounds. I'm just kidding, the puffy pussy. Never really did get the shot that I was looking for. So anyways, I, uh, I'm on this show tonight because I'm a divorcee. I was definitely expecting a round of applause for that one. Uh. That's fucking hip nowadays, guys. That's good. Yeah, I, uh, I'm married and divorced by 30, because um, I'm trying to make good time. You know, I figure, why not get like a dozen in? Little husband punch card. I feel like 13th is free or something. Maybe you get a free sandwich, I don't know. But um, like Krista, I like the foreigners. I lived in Brazil for a long time, and I imported my now useless ex-husband from Brazil. And it was funny, because around here in the Bay Area, he got all kinds of bullshit credit just for being a Brazilian. And I was like, guys, he's really, I mean, he's Brazilian, but he's just a dude, you know? Like, can't win a verbal argument. Falls asleep right after sex. He really doesn't know what's going on in any of his friends' lives. You know, just a dude. Like, he'd scratch his balls all the time. Yeah. I mean, he'd do it in like a Brazilian way. Right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, he was just a dude scratching his nutsack. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, so when I was first going through a divorce, so many of my friends told me that I should meditate. I'm kind of convinced it's a pyramid scheme. No? You don't think so? And meditating for me, oh my god, like being in a dark, quiet room thinking about my breathing actually makes me feel like I can't breathe. You know, it's like just like the thing that I'm not supposed to be thinking about is coming to my mind. It was like a fucking torture chamber for me. I was like sitting there just like, what the fuck has happened to my friend group? Like, why aren't they trying to get me laid right now? I'm going through a divorce here, you know? Like, a dark room by myself? There are better ways to get me breathing. I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, because you guys, let's be honest, there's no, no better form of meditation than a good orgasm. Are you with me? No, kind of? One guy over here, nice. Yeah, I mean. It's a good form for me. I actually I recently had a friend of mine uh, tell me that she can't orgasm without the help of a vibrator anymore. Oh. Yeah, right? I thought that was super sad, Pam. I, I agree with you because my hand and I <laughs> we have a great relationship. <laughs> it's like the best relationship I've ever had. <laughs> like I I, I mean sometimes I'm just like, how did you know? I was the best orgasm of my life. I give my right hand all kinds of special treatment, you know, manicures, Swedish massages. Fuck my left hand. Just uncoordinated, useless, it's like a drunk man. Uh, But my right hand, oh my God, I have a framed picture of it at work. (laughs) Yeah, and it's the best. I mean, you know, I, I just wish a man could give me the orgasm my hand can. It doesn't start like falling asleep right after. Doesn't think it's gonna fit in my ass if it keeps trying. <laughs> Pam knows what I mean. I'm trying to relax. I had way more about anal, but you know, it didn't fit in. It's a tight set. So I did have some weird relationships after my divorce. Um, I was single here in San Francisco, which is a shitty place to be single. Yeah, right? You with me? I think the problem is that sex has just gotten too easy for men. You know, they swipe a few times, send a few texts, and they're in there. Like the future of Tinder is going to have Yelp reviews just to make the whole process faster. But I had some weird relationships. I actually went home with a random guy from a random bar on a Tuesday. And the next morning, uh, he tells me that it's really not going to work out, because when he met me, he thought I was half black. And he really likes mixed girls. And I was like, OK, like, sorry for the disappointment. <laughs> But I was also curious, like, at what point he realized that I was just plain old white, Because we had never had a conversation about that. I mean, we had never had a conversation. (laughs) So I asked him, I was like, was it the drink that I ordered, the way that I danced? Like, do I taste white? And he was like, no, it's when I took off your shirt and saw your pink nipples. I was like, you've been disappointed since then? Like, we were still at the bar.
4: <laughs>
7: and then, so that didn't work out. Then there was this other guy. Uh, he actually had this, like, obsession about having a threesome with me and one of my friends. I mean, not, like, one of my, any one of my friends. It wasn't, like, a particular friend. It was just, like, he just wanted to have a threesome with me and one of my friends. And I was like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> like, none of my friends would be willing to fuck you. <laughs> like, I was just... I'm going through something really tough right now. So. And um, he actually, he had a bit of a problem. I, I don't think it's funny not laughing at this in particular, but he did have a floppy cock. Um, hey, you're the ones laughing. I warned you. I don't think this is funny. I feel sorry for someone with that problem. Um, but it was just something that I like really couldn't understand. You know, I, I just had never met a cock that wasn't hard before, didn't. Really know how to greet it, <laughs> quite frankly, uh, <laughs> and you know, like I don't even have a cock, and mine's like rock hard all the time. But I was also curious, like, what is it that you plan on doing with two women when, like, the one already seems like quite a challenge for you? So, you know, <laughs> I decided to invite one of my guy friends along. Damn. He didn't specify the threesome. He didn't specify the threesome, so was, I mean, might as well have a hard cock involved. Speaking of hard cocks, I'm in a new relationship. Oh my gosh, got the cheers I was looking for all night. Thank you. Yeah, I'm in a new relationship. I mean, I've been sleeping with him for like a year and a half, but I just now started talking to him. Yeah, he's got a great voice. No, but it turns out he's cool, which I was completely blindsided by. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's like a muscular dude. I didn't really see past that. But yeah, I like, found his mouth. I started talking to him. He's cool. So I'm in a new relationship, and that's fun. Um, we, he's actually Syrian. And so he learned how to write in Arabic first. I think we met because he swiped the wrong way on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just totally trying to fit in. I don't know how to work technology, so I've never online dated. I fucking lied about that last joke. <laughs> Um, I was telling you the truth about all the rest. Um, I have never online dated. I don't know how to like make this come off online at all because it's amazing, right, in person. I'm better in 3D. I'm thinking I'm better like this. But anyways, we actually met at a bar, which is funny because people think that that's really romantic now because everyone else is meeting online. You know, my, my mom is telling all her friends, so my daughter She met her boyfriend at a bar. (laughs) She's all excited. Uh, But yeah, this girl walks up to us the other day, my boyfriend and I, and she's like, how did you two meet? You're so cute. I was like, oh, at a bar. She's like, how cute. I was like, I don't think you understand. There was nothing cute about it. Like, this wasn't even a nice bar. This was a dive bar. I don't mean like a dive bar like you talk like a dive bar in the Mission. People are like serving $15 cocktails and it's actually super fucking hip. No. (laughs) The bartender's just ignoring you. That's why you're paying a high price. No. This is like a shitty bar. Like, there were no doors on the stalls to the bathroom. No, like, seats on the toilets, you know. There was like a mangy dog with nipples hanging. I was like, how did a Nicaraguan dog get in here? (laughs) This is a shitty bar. But, um, and I was a fucking mess. Like, honestly, I was completely blacked out. I don't remember meeting him. I don't remember anything until the taxi ride to his house. So it wasn't very cute. I mean, I guess you could say that's romantic, though. You know, like, I came out of a blackout for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, but I know I'm in a new relationship because everything I do is still really cute. And you know that shit's gonna drive him fucking crazy down the line. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like I woke up the other day and he's like, oh, you're so cute. You were like talking in your sleep last night. Down the line, he's gonna be like, you literally never stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Or or like he loves how I always wanna have sex. He's like, oh, you're so cute and sexy. Down the line, he's gonna be like, put my dick down. What are you doing? We are at my sister's graduation. You can't just pick up my dick. What are you, put it down where he found a curl of mine in his bed, and he was like, oh, look at this. Just a perfect little ringlet. You are so cute. I'm like, wait until you have to redo all the plumbing in your house? (laughs) gets like stuck in his throat when he goes down on me. I mean, this shit gets everywhere. This shit gets, I mean, my hair gets everywhere. You guys have to imagine, between me and a Syrian, oh my God, (laughs) we could never get a dog. There is so much hair as it is. Like, we might be the only house in San Francisco where the cat is coughing up our hairballs. But really, thank God I'm not single in San Francisco anymore. Ladies, the few in here, are anyone single? (laughs) No? No one's single? There we go. Guys, guys, her, get her, get her. (laughs) I found her. Uh, Is it easy, is it fun, are you having a good time? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, something about San Francisco is just awful being fucking single here. I mean, I, I never tried the online thing. That might have helped, but I was pretty desperate for, for attention when I was single in San Francisco. Like, there was a guy that drove by me doing, like, a jack-off motion out of the side of his truck. I fucking chased him down the street. <laughs> I was, like, walking by a construction site just staring at all of the men. Like, one guy stopped what he was doing and looked up. So I, like, started walking towards him. And then he's waving his arms. He's like, Hey! Lady, you can't walk here. You need to go around the cones. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Lady, that is like the worst, too, right? Like, darling, sugar tits, fine. But lady, oh my God. I respect. I'm not that old. But women's bars are low in San Francisco. They're low. I hear my friends saying the most ridiculous things. Like, yeah, he's an alcoholic and sells coke for a living, but he wants to be an event planner. (laughs) Like, at least he has ambition. Or he never runs around on me. Like, he tells me when he's gonna sleep with other women. You know, like, at least he's honest. (laughs) Or he's not sure that he's gay yet. (laughs) He's just experimenting, but at least he's open-minded. Or me. I know, I know, I said I wasn't gonna sleep with guys right away anymore. But his condoms were expiring. And I don't like waste. Thanks, guys.
0: Alison Hooker doesn't like waste. (laughs) Turn those, that's when you use the uh, condoms, you turn them into water balloons. And you have a fun fight with your friends. It's good times. Thanks for being here. Yay! Your next comedian. Uh, he's, we know that he's had an ex-relationship. I'm wondering what other strange ex-relationships he's had besides his wife. I'm sure he's been single for a while now. It's been a long time since you've been back. Yeah, let's see what he gets into. It's gonna be a fun time. Getting deep, getting crazy right now! Your next comedian, clap your hands wildly, it's Roman Leo! Yay! <laughs>
8: Good evening, Mutiny. I'm so happy to be here. It's good. You guys are enthusiastic. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't see some of the other comedians. Um, It doesn't matter. Whatever, I'm bitter. Uh, Yeah, so my name's Roman. I just moved here in 98. And uh, before that, I lived in Cleveland. Right? Fuck LeBron. Uh yeah. I can't... I can't escape that guy. Where? He keeps following me. Um, I uh, I guess relationships, What that's, like, if they're old, then, they're like, maybe we... Some of them are going to be regretful, right? And, like, regrets are good. <laughs> because, like... Like, I regret failing out of college. But that's good, because I'm not going to go back there, because that place sucks. You know? Like... <laughs> I wanna remember that, you know? Like I regret like not smoking crack that one time. You know. You guys have probably had a lot of opportunities to smoke crack, but I only had the one. Uh and and you know, I had uh my ex my ex wife uh also I met her in Cleveland and uh like I met her I met her at a at a party and and uh she at some point she was sitting on my lap you know telling me how she liked it right up until she remembered she had a boyfriend (laughs) and then she like ran away and uh we all lived together for a summer because her her uh she was engaged to one of my roommates and uh They, uh, uh, yeah, I ended up, I, I ended up getting married to her much later, but like, but I met her, I met her in Cleveland and, uh, like, right. I guess, you know, all kinds of relationships are, uh, like are, you know, ex relationships, right. You just have to not see that person anymore. Like drinking buddies. I got a lot of ex drinking buddies, you know, one of them uh, was my boss, uh, at this restaurant, you know, that I, I worked at and he was like he was pretty he was pretty cool. I found out he was like a recreational crackhead. Like he didn't get arrested for a long time, you know? Um (laughs) you know, like he he was like the perfect guy to would have had smoke crack with because he was like I mean he was good at his job, you know. They couldn't they basically they couldn't replace him. Like one time, one time this guy came to shoot him at work, and, like, I heard what I thought was this firecracker noise in the alley, and then my friend Ben comes out, and he's got this powder burn on his chef's coat, right? And I was like, what happened, man? And he's like, oh, that guy thought I was somebody else, somebody that wouldn't punch him in the face when he pulled a gun on me, you know, like, right? And so he was, Ben was like, hey, man, you want to go give me a ride to go buy cocaine? Uh, And I was like... Uh, this isn't happen the same night but like we used to go drinking together all the time and he cuz he had like 7 DUI's so i'd be like i'll drive like i'm bu- <laughs> I'm buzzed but you know this is before buzz driving was drunk driving so um so that one time we go we get there and it's like it turns out it's like a crack house like i thought we were going to a party you know like that there was going to be blow you know like and uh which is just me being judgmental but like um <laughs> You know, just super. I was just like an innocent, like frat boy at the time, and uh, just naive, right? Because we get to this crack house, and uh, I mean, I didn't get invited back, um, right? Because like, it's like bad to just show up with a crack ho- at a crack house with like a four pack of Miller High Life, and not smoke crack. Like, they don't. You gotta respect the business, you know. Like, if you if you're gonna bring a and gift to a crack house, you should bring crack. Or money for crack, <laughs> or be like, hey man, we got, I got, I got a loose tooth. We could try to smoke that. Like that's, you know. You gotta respect the people, you know, like, cause it's intense, man. You know, like, there's so the social expectations are intense. Cause you look over and for and they ask you if you're a cop, and I'm like, I don't want to arrest anybody. Like hi, life, <laughs> you know, like. I, I'm not a cop, and then uh, and they have that uh, you, you see that look in your eye that, like you see like the God in their you know that the in their eyes so, like if God is a, a person that is obsessed with negotiating the price of his next hit of crack you know like <laughs> you can see it and uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know it's it was it's it's like wild right like I, I, any I I I'm thinking about the respecting the business like. Um, like if you go to a strip club like you gotta follow the rules like the first rule of the strip club is put your shoes back on you know like (laughs) like if you you throw like a dollar at a stripper you can't like pick that dollar up and like throw it again before the (laughs) bouncer gets to you you know like that's the stripper's money you gotta respect the rules of the business um right? So I don't know. I just sat there and drank beers and like everybody kind of went back to smoking crack after a while. And uh, and what I realized when I left was that I had a headache so technically I did smoke crack from the contact but I did not get high which is like the saddest way to smoke crack. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's not, and you guys, we could all experience this if you just walk down 6th Street and, uh, <laughs> and market. You know, it's the same vibe. Like you'll see, like a guy and he's holding like a, like a an eight and a half by eleven size like Coke mirror, like covered in razor blade scratches and just like checking his hair, you know, just like, you know, that's the that's the whole, that's the vibe. I've seen him too, yeah, right. You've seen him. That's fun. I don't know, but anyway, so I, I didn't uh, I didn't hang out with Ben too much longer after that because like. He sold Coke, too, and, uh, like, one time we were over at his apartment watching certain Live or something, just really wasted, and, uh, you know, back during one of the good seasons, and, uh, <laughs> uh, like, his, w- this other guy that hung out was, like, Jimmy Spinelli had, like, gone in the bedroom or something, and you weren't supposed to go in the bedroom because that's where he kept the money from the drug deals or whatever, so they were having, like, a almost a fist fight, and, uh. Jimmy Spinelli's all like, man, I got 25 cents, one call, and you're dead, you know? And I'm just like, you're a crackhead, Jimmy. You don't have 25 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) but I didn't, that was the, I was like, this is too real for me now. I don't, I, I just, I just quit my job by not going back to work the next day. So that was the end of that relationship. But so that's just one. And then, you know, I don't know. I had a relationship with alcohol there for like, some people just go to, just to go to college to learn what it's like to be an alcoholic for a few semesters, you know? Like, I used to have that feeling where we'd be at the at the way it'd be like, what what the fuck is this bullshit of this line at this bar? Like, why haven't we gotten and in there and gotten our pictures of Bud Light yet, you know? Like, you ever have, like, get really angry because you haven't got a picture of Bud Light? Like, <laughs> you know? When the Bud Light becomes really, like, important I don't know. Okay, so I had that relationship for a while, and then uh, I got married. Getting married is kind of like falling in love with Princess Leia and waking up with Carrie Fisher. Uh, right? Romantic love versus the reality of it, which is that um, I'm not going back, man. She's the, like her and Mean Dave and uh, are like the only people I blocked on Facebook. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a comedian, you know. And sometimes you get that little thing that pops up like, "Oh, there's a picture of me getting a cupcake in a nice little cupcake truck in Chicago." I'm just like, "Yeah." You know, Facebook. What <coughs> were you I was in this fraternity called Zeta Psi, <laughs> which was like I had the the choice between being an SAE, but I oh, the, the the right. I I'm I'm also an asshole and uh <laughs> Uh, or the nerd frat where some of my friends from high school had gone. So I just I picked nerds and uh, yeah. I hate nerds, but you know Aww. they keep they keep pulling you back in, you know. But yeah, I'm almost forty. I'm forty three. Like the <laughs> the jock nerd paradigm has has a uh, paradigm. No, I want to say like uh, Jack nerd paradigm has has informed my life, even though you know nobody relates anymore. You guys watch the movies though. This could be an ad for nec- Netflix. Um I get I get very uh uh conscious of the amount of momentum that I have on stage uh when it disappears, you know? <laughs> 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 you know, you get that, that cool silence, like the silence like of like when my girlfriend asked me if I'm ever gonna get married again. And then there's <laughs> There's then there's the awkward laughter <laughs> when I start awkwardly laughing, you know. That's what it's like. Cause I don't want to. I don't want to get married again. That was awful. Uh, never get married because of fear. Like fear. Somebody's telling me David Lynch says like fear, suicide, depression is a good character in a story, but it's bad for creativity. You know. I don't know. I'm really get off the rails. <laughs> Anybody else? How many people have been married in here? Two and then you're you divorced, right? I could have been listening to your set, but I've been doing this for seven years, so cut me some fucking slack. But like, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Is that bad? I'm sorry. Now she's leaving. Oh my god, I'm so sensitive. Um, so you guys know? Yeah, I don't know. Why does anybody do it? I guess it's like, it's yeah. I, at least I didn't. There was no kids. I didn't have any kids. Like, it's a person. Will give you a lot of sex and then make you take care of their kid. I think that's how it works. <laughs> that's how, right? You gotta be careful with that. You know, that's where you went. I was sex. You weren't. That's what. Th- that's a good reason to get uh, divorced. Um, and then you can have this much of sex. The thing is, is that it's you could have sex while you're married too, though. You just just chose not to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Because if, if you do have sex with your, when you're married, and then you have conversations on Facebook Messenger, then it's all connected to this thing that starts sending you emails uh, for ashleymadison.com, <laughs> right? Like if I talk about you know turmeric, how it's an anti-inflammatory drug on Facebook Messenger, because I'm considering a diet or something, I start seeing ads for turmeric in my feet. I don't know. That's just something that happened this week. <laughs> um, The fucking crack house. I, uh, a fucking crack house, you guys. <laughs> um, being out of place. I think I said everything from that. Except that another reason that I w- might have smoked crack, I think, is it's if I thought it was cocaine it was supposed to be glamorous, and uh, there was just we get to the crack house and there, <laughs> there was no, there was no tits there. It was like there was no tits out. Had there been tits, like a drag queen, wants glamour, so they get tits. Like that's what glamour is. It's not that funny, FC. Come on. I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. Uh, So yeah. So we could. I'll just do my closing material. How about that? Um, The last. The last time I uh, went over my in-laws' place, the big topic of conversation around the table was what's the best kind of wine that goes with hot dogs. (laughs) And I was just like, Franzia, obviously. Box wine. It says hot dog wine right on the box. There's always got to be a strip club and a box wine in every story. Um, that's the rule. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of TV, but um, anyway, I met when I when I met my, when I met my ex. She uh, she said the most amazing thing. She walked up to me in a bar, much like this one, and she she, she said. She was like being all coy. She came up to me, and she's like hiding a herpes blister. And uh <laughs> she said the word irregardlessly. <laughs> and I was like, you are so high. How do you even feed yourself? You are gonna need my help. Irregardlessly, you guys. Um Thank you for your time.
0: Roman Leo, irregardlessly a hilarious man, whether or not he has smoked crack or not. I also have not smoked crack. We have smelled it on the streets. Uh, Speaking of smelling things, I'm making an executive decision. If we'd like to smoke pot inside, we can do that now. So we can smoke pot inside for our uh, headlining comedian. Uh, Oh, no, 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 it's her and then one more. Yes, that's right. Uh, Well, they're all doing longer sets. I don't see, I'm trying to make eye contact with her. There She's hiding. Anyways, she's here and I'm excited. Uh, I had the opportunity to do a show with her on Monday. Super well received at the Milk Bar. Uh, she books all kinds of shows. She's a hilarious lady. You guys are gonna love her right now as she talks about her ex weird things. Also, please remember, we can smoke pot inside now, so we're gonna be passing around a pipe. If that does that bother anybody? No. Everybody's okay with that. Everybody's okay. Good. We're all okay. I don't want to like force pot smoke on people that don't like pot smoke, but I think we're all okay. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Ruby Gill. <laughs>
9: Benjamin, everybody, please give her a huge round of applause for running the show tonight. Right? She's happy. She's not in an ex-relationship. She's in a happy relationship right now. Yeah, and you guys may not know this, Pam is the pants twin of another comedian in this community. Yeah, that's right. She shares pants with another person in this comedy community. And I'm just stating that because I am so jealous because my pants twin is hillary rodham clinton (laughs) we both look like end tables in pants awful look don't try it very sorry maybe you guys recognize me i was cackling earlier you know the sound kind of yeah you're gonna miss that during the set okay and so am i okay uh Yes! Thank you, Pam. Thank you. I also want to start off the set by saying there's a bunch of free alcohol over at the end where the table is. There's Modelo cans. There's red wine. If you guys want it, please have at it. I got my drink up here on stage right now, so I'm good. I am good. Please drink up. You guys are quiet. Looks like you guys wanted to come to a movie tonight. Very helpful, donate guys, donate. And you know what, if you guys don't like the set, that's okay, we have enough people for a board game tonight, okay? (laughs) Let's get busy, okay? Let's have fun. Let's have fun and talk about my exes, right? Because uh, I know this is a my ex relationship edition, but uh, for someone who can't carry things long enough, this is a my exes edition, okay? (laughs) This is a long story and a journey that I'm gonna take you on with a lot of turns and zigzags. So strap on in, folks. I'm 30 now. I've toned shit down significantly, you know? I uh, finally learned my value. I think I was spoiled because last year I, uh, I finally got into a, a relationship with a respectful guy, you guys, for six months. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for, for applauding you know, or, or you know, saying something because you know, for those of you who didn't, uh, it's only because you don't know what a respectful guy looks like. And that's okay. Neither did I, okay? Here's what happens you're making out with somebody, and you're completely nude, right? But that person still has their t-shirt tucked into their underwear, yeah. Respectful, yet oblivious, you know? And therein lied the problem, folks. Yeah, that was a big problem for us, because you know what? Uh, When we were getting down, about to make love, (laughs) amore, the maritals, (laughs) my mouth his crotch, you know, the huge. You know, I started to remove the rings from my fingers, being the polite person that I am, and he stopped me, and he goes, whoa, 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 you're taking your rings off? It's like, no, buddy, I'm leaving these on and wrapping this thing up in barbed wire and punching your crotch. <laughs> Don't put my Bond villain sharpest, sharp metal teeth in my mouth and run right of your crotch! Don't <laughs> put my Wolverine hand on, it's like, who have you been fucking? <laughs> Scuff marks don't belong on dicks, you know? Oh Why am I telling you this, right? Because <laughs> you need to learn from all of your relationships, folks, even the worst ones. My worst one was with a gentleman who still actually, uh, still stalks me. So let's call him Alan Garish, okay? <laughs> that FB invite's still pending. But, um, you know, uh, Alan Garish, uh, you know, he taught me that when you make a mold of your genitals, gift it to your girlfriend and ask her to wear it and penetrate you with it, that that's not gay. Because it's narcissistic, yeah. Yeah. Pegging 101, guys. You want to get fucked with your own dick? Narcissistic. He did teach me something, though, folks. You do need to learn from all your relationships, the bad ones, the good ones, the short ones, the long ones, all of them. He taught me uh, about yogurt. It's a yogurt that I eat every day. It's great. It's delicious. And he taught me that it's not called faggy yogurt Uh (laughs) or phage. (laughs) Go figure, right? <laughs> hey, who's ever cheated on their boyfriend? Anybody? Anyone? Anybody cheated in a relationship? Yeah, never. Well, you're you're just a pristine beauty. Yeah, radio. I cheated on my boyfriend. Okay, I cheated on Alan Garish. Maybe this is why he still stalks me. I don't know, I, 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 just, I just got unruly. I, I, I started to see this guy and he was a weird guy. He asks like all the same things you'd ask on a date, you know, all, what all guys do. would you go up? <laughs> What's your favorite movie? What's your preferred method of taking Molly? You know, just all of his prerequisites <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's hard because <laughs> I'm looking at all your faces like I feel like I can be honest with you guys. You know, but on a first date, uh, you know, that's all out the window. You know, I'm just trying to garner respect. So I had to fight the urge to say what I truly feel inside, which is, uh, man, I'll take drugs for the taste. I take for the experience. Woo! <laughs> that motherfucker took me to Hooters on his second date, guys. It's rough out there, but you know what? He paid in wings, and I'm a vegetarian, so that did not pay off at all. I don't know. It smells good. <laughs> Gives me diarrhea like you wouldn't imagine. <laughs> That's not funny. It's just sad, huh? Uh, Pepto Bismol tablets, guys, on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I started. <laughs> Honestly, as a comedian, you should just have them with you all the time. Seriously? <laughs> if you're about to go on stage, you're like, wow, I really feel like I could take a shit. Just take a little tablet. Dunsies. <laughs> Won't have to worry about that urge until much later. Much later, you know. Where was I? Oh, uh, yeah, so this guy. Uh, you know, I, I just wanted something different, you know. I, I was seeing this guy, Alan Garish, and he was just so full of himself, you know. He would introduce himself to my friends in the exact same way every time. He'd be like, hi, I'm Alan. Former ab model. A former ab model? That's something you're bragging about? Dude, you didn't even get elected into this position. It's not former president. Calm down. You know, and also former ab model. Let's think about what that really means. Hi, I'm Alan. I used to be in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> but now <laughs> I'm with you, you know? <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad intro. But he stuck to it, and I decided to fuck other people because that's what I do. So what I do when I get mad. I get my jug of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, fucks other people. So there was this guy on my phone and he took me on a Hooters date. So I thought, I'm gonna try to fuck this guy. You know, I, I, kept, <laughs> I, I kept texting him. We text back and forth, you know, those passionate things where nothing arises out of like the stupidest conversations. And then finally, finally, Saturday night at a club, 1:55 in the morning. I get a text on my phone that reads, "Girl, I want to eat your ass tonight." Whoa. This was somebody I'd never even kissed, okay guys? So, I said, "Deal." You know? <laughs> Where do you live, you know? <laughs> He conveniently lived about 15 minutes away from this club, so I skipped merrily there. I mean, I got there, and, you know, it was interesting. He was definitely super inebriated. I got there, and he's, like, just slurring and mumbling and kind of crying a little bit. Really depressing shit. And, uh, yeah, we all know this guy. And... uh, (laughs) And I, and I go, you know, uh, why do not I make you breakfast? It seems like you're drunk. And he's like, I don't know the room with the hot machines, the kitchen, I know. I'll go. You live in a studio. It's right over there <laughs> next to the toilet. I got this. So I cook him a breakfast. He enjoys it, and he eats it. And then he decides to put the moves on me. I got a belly full of eggs, and I want a belly full of your ass, girl. So he starts sweet-talking me once again. But as drunk people do, (laughs) he lost his point rather quickly and devolved into tears once again. (laughs) 20 minutes of this, and I finally go, hey, buddy. (laughs) What about that text you sent me, right? (laughs) He got the subtle hit, you know? And uh, he finally got down to business. And he was back there. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you guys, at first it was amazing. Everything you want, passionate, wet, felt like kisses, you know, on your poop hole. It was so beautiful. And then, like a drunk person, he turned yet again. Yeah. I started to feel excessive amounts of moisture just dripping down on me. I can hear faint murmuring back there, too. So I turn around and look. This motherfucker's crying into my asshole and whispering, I love you. I love you. I love you. What am I, a wishing well? Try throwing a dime back there. Maybe I'll give you some luck, right? <laughs> what, do you, what do I do? The compassionate person in me just uh, cradled him into my arms and just patted his head until he eventually fell asleep about 15 minutes later. And then what do you do? You're stuck in a crazy person's studio <laughs> in the tenderloin. I got the fuck out of there, okay? I got the fuck out of there. I went home, I drank a shit ton more, I vomited on my bed, and I slept in it. And I woke up to numerous texts. Ruby, where are you? That breakfast was so good. (laughs) I'm so sorry, I just really like you. And I just texted him back. And I said, I'm sorry, buddy. But I don't want no toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. <laughs> Frasier, <you> guys. <laughs> Frasier. Came after Cheers. <laughs> yeah. You should watch both of those on Netflix, 11 seasons. It's great. I'm Ruby Gill. Thank you so much. Ruby
0: Gill has had tears on her asshole. That is, that is an amazing, we need to, we need to make some kind of like, comedian calendar like 365 days and you pull one off and that's one of them, Ruby Gill has had tears in her asshole. Wouldn't that be great on like September 11th, you know, like people are trying, right? But if you had a rip off calendar and that was your rip off calendar day, I'm sorry. I think that's fun. Yeah, worst loop ever. I know, and and never forget, uh, tears in Ruby Gill's asshole. Fuck nine eleven, man. I'm never gonna forget that. That's hilarious. Your uh, headlining comedian tonight is one of the strangest people I know. Uh, this is a Stranger Things thing. He's also incredibly hilarious, and I've I've seen the most lovely ladies he's dated. I've seen him hang out with dogs that I think he's loved. I, we're gonna see. I've heard jokes about brothers. I'm sure he has many ex relationships to share with you guys tonight. Uh, clap your hands wildly, everybody. FC Sierra, yeah.
10: Ruby, before you leave, uh, don't ever uh, type the words "tears in my asshole" because uh, it also reads "tears uh, in my asshole." So never you, never a bumper, bad bumper sticker, bad idea. Okay, I have my jacket off. I'm used to performing without the jacket on, but now I'm going to talk about myself, and I just feel the blanket going away. Uh, It's all right. It's okay. That's what I'm going to... That's what I've told myself through all this time. I... uh, Pam? Fuck seven women in my life. That's a really small number. Yeah, uh, I've been told... uh, like that's a bad month for some of the women that I've had sex with too. Like and I know that and cuz they told me that also. So uh but I I've been in three relationships uh that have ended. And then, you know, there's the one that's going to end eventually and then we're going to move on from that. But right now there are three things. The first one was my first relationship uh happened in high school. Uh, as high school relations when I was in high school, I was uh, about five nine about two sixty five uh, not a good two sixty five not not like a solidly built hey, this kid could move something uh, if we need him to you you want to pick up this box more just like hey why don 't you take a seat buddy it 's all right you know <laughs> this whole walking thing seems to have gotten you so i I was that kid uh, but When I was in my junior year of high school, uh, I had anatomy and physiology class, uh, and there was a girl in physiology class, uh, never gonna hear, her name was Jordan, uh, and she was cool, she played water polo, uh, so she was like, you know, uh, if I was gonna date an athlete in high school, that's basically the team that I had to choose from, and she was the goalie of the water polo team, so she was a, a tough She had. Lower center of gravity than most people. She was nice. Uh, Eight cups, but they were good. You know, you still wanted them. Uh, Basically, it was a time in my life where I had bigger boobs than the girl that I wanted to (laughs) enjoy. We were in class one day, uh, and uh, I was rolling uh, colored pencils on my hand. because it felt really good. And I didn't think of it as creepy, but it felt really good in my hand. And she was like, why are you doing that? And I was like, because it feels really good. I'm having like a big hand-gasm right now. And instead of being creeped out like everybody else in my life when I tried to say something like that, she was just like, ha, you're cute. And then she walked away and I was like, no one's ever said that this can mean something, I'm going to start being mean to her. And so I started doing that uh, pretty incessantly for like, you know, several weeks. Eventually, luck struck. We got to dissect dead cats. Uh, Yeah, they are fuck. And we were on the same team. Like, we were on the fucking... Yeah, we were on the cat team. We, us two, we named the cat. His name was Steve Ferkel. It was a great, like, it was more, it was... 2005 or whatever. So it's like more... Ten-year reference uh, limit. Anyway, it was it was good. Uh, so we named them that. Still, the smell of uh, formaldehyde in my— ma- uh, Have you ever sprayed like throat spray in the back of your mouth? And you smell like the the little—that d- still gets me a little bit like blood rushy to the crotch, just because I had those. Mo- and I remember the first time uh, she broached the subject with me, and she was like, "What's the farthest you've ever gone with a girl?" And I knew a guy that had fingered a girl, so I was like, "I fingered a girl once," because that's that's like close enough, as long as I knew the guy. So I was like, I fingered a girl once, uh, and she was like, huh. And then I was like, how much have you done? And she was like, oh, I got fingered once, which probably meant she's done way more. But I didn't know that at the time, the whole reserving information thing. So anyway, we ended up dating each other. uh, And this is really about why I'm not great at getting blowjobs. I'm bad at them. I'm bad at getting a blowjob. I. And uh, this all happened, uh, my first blow job uh, ever was in high school, I was 16, 17 years, 16 years old, uh, went over to her house, gonna watch a scary movie, gonna bring <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, let's bring, bring the DVD, Silence of the Lambs, her house was like three mini levels, so her parents lit, lived on the top level, there was a kitchen area, and then there was the bottom floor where the TV was, so we had like 20 feet of space of silent space between us and the parents. So we start watching them. I'm figuring best case scenario, I'm getting inside the a cups. It's gonna happen and then maybe she'll get into mine. I don't know if I like that. It turns out I do. I'm a big <laughs> fan of that now. But you didn't know that when you were a kid. So like, it, I, I, best case scenario, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna put my mouth in her vagina because we were past that level. I, that's always my first introduction. Hide the penis. Try to make the vagina kind of happy. Uh, and I I read, because I, I did like three years of research on FHM.com, because they had the lady columnist who answered sex questions, uh, and she was supposedly a, a doctor. Uh, so I read all about her, her guidance, uh, and so I was like, I'm coming in with some game or something, at least a lot of written information. And... Uh, I had already eaten her out a few times, so I knew what the smell to expect, so I was like, I could watch the movie and do that. Anyway, start watching the movie, and she decides, I don't know why, she starts giving me a blowjob. Uh, And it was the most interesting thing in the world to me to have the best feeling I've ever had on my body at the same time that I'm watching a man slice another guy's face (laughs) off and put it on his own head. like. To this day, every time someone puts their mouth on my dick, I think about Hannibal Lecter. Like, I swear to God, I, and I can't, like, instantly, it's on there, and I'm just like, what, what scene in the movie would this be right now? Because we're about 45 seconds into this sexual experience, so it's just like, you, you, you wonder. Anyway, so, got that... Uh, blowjob. I actually, I came during the escape scene, so it was like perfect, because we were both released. And also, I've read, or I, my, uh, a girl told me Reese I get Martha Stewart living magazine at my house, okay? I know how to fucking Fabergé and sponge paint an egg. I, I like it. Either way, uh, Martha Stewart dated Anthony Hopkins in the mid-90s, and she actually had to break up with him, because Every time they would be together, she would think about Silence of the Lambs. And I was like, fuck me and Martha Stewart are like some sort of weird Eskimo buddies or I don't know what the, you know, we've been in the same thing. So also, uh, can't do 69 anymore. Uh, the blow job is bad enough, but I'm long torsoed, I'm long torsoed, so like I, that, and then that, women have shorter torso, that's a lot of neck bending for me. Plus, this also, this links into, there was a night we tried to watch, uh, we were gonna watch Zodiac in the movie theater. Uh, it was 2006, 2007, I don't know, at this point, uh, we had done a little bit of, uh, This was 2006, so people cut off their words a lot when they said things, so we had done a little bit of penetration, Uh, so, because we didn't go all the way in, so we did a little, because that was the time, Uh, and I didn't know at the time that, like, this counted as fucking. I was just like, you know, I expected, I I have to have a condom on, or I have to be non-condom and future father, and I have to come inside when I'm there, otherwise, that's not sex. That's just her... You know, deciding she's not going to tell me no until three inches deep. So that, that was just that's okay. And then I was uh, perfectly fine. All right, I didn't know how to exit a vagina at that time. So we went to we went to try to watch Zodiac. Uh, and this was also the first time uh, we tried edibles. Uh, I had gotten the edibles uh, from a guy that was a Persian dude named Mossy who had a, a gold fang grill uh, like. Four years after it was cool, so you knew he had good weed, and so we he went and he got us like brownies and stuff. We're gonna go go watch Zodiac opening night. Supposed to be terrifying. I knew nothing about this killer, uh, so we get we took it an hour before. It's me, my girlfriend, and my best friend Sean, and then the other friend that doesn't get mentioned in the rest of the story and also in my life. So it's like, he got left behind. I still remember his name, but it doesn't matter. I just only have a call to make like in five years saying, dude, I'm sorry I called you gay all those times. Totally not cool. But he's not important to the story. The point is, we went to go watch, we took the, the brownies like you know an hour before, eat the brownies, and then we go to Zodiac and I noticed as soon as we're in the movie uh, that I was the last one to fall asleep uh, because the previews had started and I saw them asleep and then the movie hadn't started then I was asleep. Every time I woke up in Zodiac uh, and the previous time we had seen a movie together, me and my girlfriend, she had tried to do like the handy over the denim uh, and yeah, Uh, denim is a rough fiber to get a handy through. I've never gotten one to completion because also dry hand was something she tried out. This is more things that I can't do sexually because of the person that I first had sex with. But, uh, she's, we didn't, it still counts, Pam. Uh, sticking with the script. Uh, so, uh, Anyway, we went, we started, every, I don't know what it was about Zodiac. Apparently he only killed like five or six people. Every time I woke up in Zodiac, somebody was being brutally murdered in the worst way. It seemed like 85 people got killed in Zodiac. Uh, and every time, like, we would wake each other up. Someone's getting killed. So, and eventually Sean gets up and he's like, dude, I'm too high. I have to leave right now. We tried to convince him not to leave. He comes back like 10 minutes later. He's like, dude, I'm too high. Take me home right now or I'm calling my mom mom. And we're like, dude, don't call your mom. Uh, and so he leaves again. He comes back 10 minutes later. He's like, my mom's coming to pick me up. And we had just every time he was waking us up, someone's getting murdered. He's saying this. And I was like, dude, you got to stay. Dude, you got to stay. And people are starting to notice that we're talking. And he's like, you don't understand, man. I shit my pants. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I shit my pants. I was like, what? And I made him repeat it like five times until finally like, I heard from like three feet behind me, he shit his pants, dude. Uh, and then we were just like, alright, I guess we're gonna go home alone, not with Sean tonight, Uh, and so we decided to let him leave, Uh, anyway later in time he told us he was pretending to shit his pants Uh, and then he said he couldn't hang out with us for a year because he told his mom that he does drugs Uh, it was just a big night for him, anyway we went to her house later that night, and we tried 69 for the first time sure I don't fucking get it, guys. I really, I I know I'm long torso. That is a weird angle to work on both fucking sides, and I'm I'm angling, and you're kind of. If you're a guy, you're probably gonna be on the bottom unless you live with like a a swarthy strong woman that like knows herself and in, in a cool. You're like, oh, this this isn't subjecting me to anything. So if you if you meet that, but you're probably on the bottom, and so uh, this was also when you're young enough. Maybe societal pressure hasn't pushed you to the point to where you're like, hey, I'm a 16-year-old girl. I have a boyfriend. Maybe I should shave my ass crack. She hadn't been pushed to that point. And I'm a 26-year-old man. I've been shaving my ass crack for four years now, guys. It's cleaner. It's better. And you know what? It feels kind of fun when you're watching yourself in the shower. It's good. Who wants to use a bunch of toilet paper? No, and I learned it that day because she didn't do that. I was having the 69 moment trying to keep the dick hard Well, Anthony Hopkins is in the back of my head and the ominous fucking music they played at the client. And then all of a sudden I see, this was not a dingleberry. This was the fully grown fruit of a dangleberry just up there in the thing and because you know, this was like my first experience. I was like, all right, I just got to soldier through this. Uh, because, you know, we were learning about wars in school at that point. Uh, and so I just went through the muck and I decided to, to keep going. Anyway, uh, getting Dingle, dangleberry hair out of your mouth when you're 16 years old, right after your friend just told you he shit himself at the movie theater uh, in combination wasn't the easiest thing. Uh, Anyway, later in time, my friend, uh, apparently the shit story hadn't got out because he told me he had sex with a girl. Uh, And I was like, dude, that's fucking wild. What was it like? He was like, I put a condom on, you know, we were doing the things and then I finished. And I was like, you finished inside in the condom? He was like, yeah, dude. And I was like, oh shit, that counts. And then, I didn't learn that I had actually lost my virginity like a year and a half before until I was 23 years old. Someone was just like, hey dude, that counted. That's just the pull out method. I was like, dude, I was doing the pull, I did a method. I had a method before I had like a, a, a way about it. Anyway, uh, we went to college for a year together. Uh, Shit got weird. She started saying she was going to kill herself. Uh, so I was like calling her sister and being like, Hey, this is a bad relationship. She's saying she's going to kill herself. But we both wanted to end. Where does this go? Uh, and it turned out it went to her uh, marrying a guy that I played baseball with. No, no, it's fine. Uh, he, was, he was better at baseball. And because he cheated on her like a year and a half into their dating relationship, I know that he was worse at sex than I was. So that's all that mattered. Uh, and I was like, he could marry that lady. I just wanted her to know that I could fuck better in retrospect. Uh, anyway, I didn't date anybody else for six years after that, five years after that. Didn't have sex for three years after that. Yeah, body issues. Mm. and then I remember I was 19 and I started going to the gym and I started like losing a little bit of weight you know I stopped eating the foods and I was trying to go after it and I was walking through school one day uh and then you just see like beautiful women they're walking packs and they like looked me in the face and they were like walking away and they're like that guy needs to work out some more so I kept on doing that for like several more months uh eventually uh Dude, I don't think I had sex with anybody else in college. but Not in the college, but I had sex while I was... I've had not as much sex, as I, but they've been traumatic, like, good experiences. Uh, eventually, I met uh, the lady that I had my longest relationship. I was with her for three years. We met at La Rocca's, uh, which was an old open mic uh, in the middle of San Francisco. I knew that she was... Uh, a cool lady to me at the time because I remember earlier in that day uh, I had just I had told a story about something that happened. I had walked out uh, of a comedy show right next to a hotel and I saw like three young women that were dressed beautifully and they were just complimenting each other about their appearances. And they were like, "Girl, you're gonna get a whole bunch of dudes talking to you tonight." Girl, you're oh my god, you're looking so sexy. And then one girl said, "Girl, you're looking so good. You should carry a whistle with you tonight." Uh, and I was just like, "Wow, that is." such a higher level of compliment than I'll ever get to reach in my life. Obviously, I'm not that good. And I heard her laugh at that, so I was like, this is interesting. Later in the night, uh, she texted me, hey, you wanna, or she Facebook message, hey, can I buy you dinner? Which was fucking crazy. It actually turned out she asked like 12 dudes this, that, and that was her thing. But at that time, I was like, this is unique. Uh, so I decided, you know what? Don't even buy me dinner. We'll split dinner. What you don't know when someone, uh, as a young man, what you don't know when someone offers to cook you dinner uh, and you or buy you dinner and you say, "Hey, let's split dinner," they immediately think, "Hey, I should fuck that guy." Uh, so she had me go over her house in the day, uh, and I was like, "All right, this is daytime. I could." take my fake Cialis, and then feel like a superhero if we do have sex. Uh, And so, uh, went to her house, uh, and she just sits me... Her her mattress is on the floor in just a pile. Her mattress was like the highest thing, but her floor wasn't visible from all the shit that was just... It was like a whole... It was a variety house or like a gift shop, something like if somebody robbed a thrift shop that was in the back of a trailer park, that's what her floor would have been, like the contents that were left behind. Uh, And we sat down in the chair and I immediately knew the first test of like, if I was gonna get to have sex with this girl uh, is when she pulled out uh, a crown that she had made uh, and this crown was like a piece of gold metal, not a great, not obviously not real gold, but not good metal either. It was also like, you knew immediately, like this is gonna make my forehead green if I put it on here. Uh, but that wasn't the worst part. What was hanging from this crown were just different string attached animal bones. Just, di- and I looked at her, I was like, what, what kind of bones are these? And she's like, oh, mostly rat. i was like, huh, all right. I hope this one's not a rat. That's pretty big. She's like, don't worry, that's a raccoon. Still kind of worried. And then she was like, do you want to put this on? Uh, And I knew immediately, like, this is... This is the test. If I I get a, if I put this on, I might get to put that in. Uh, so I put, and immediately I knew that this is a situation that could only happen to a young man trying to fuck a young woman. Cause if if I wasn't trying to have sex with her, if she was well, if she was a dude at all, and he was like, hey dude, you want to put this crown on with all these fucking animal bones? We're friends, right? And I'd be like, no, I'm gonna end up buried in the fucking backyard of this guy's house with all the kid bones or whatever. Like, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna hang out with it. But, like, she was a woman, so I thought to myself, you know, maybe I could put this on. We could have a relationship, maybe get married, have kids, and then we could bury them together. And then we ended up getting a relationship. A few months passes. A lot of different shit. She did acid one night when I made her lamb ribs. It was really sad. But either way, uh, yeah, with pomegranate glaze, two day process. Oh my God. I made the pomegranate reduction myself. That takes takes hours. Uh, Boil pomegranate juice until it becomes viscous and then you turn it off. And as soon as your face reflects into the black shimmering pomegranate syrup, delicious. Way better with (laughs) lamb than anything you'd ever think. So. Few months had passed in the relationship, and the moment I had told we told each other we loved each other. But the moment I knew like this was the girl for me right now, and I was already doing comedy, so I needed someone that was going to get the terrible things that I say on stage and just take them in stride. Uh, so we had had an interesting day, did some, got some things done, and I had taken her to a bar. It was a Friday night uh, in j- late June. Uh, and she was hanging out. She's having a cigarette. She was kind of drunk. And I walked up to her, and she was, you know, just in a mood. I asked her, "Hey, everything all right?" And you know, we had a little conversation. She.